we go into overactivity when there's fear of resources. And so that ends up exhausting your kidneys, your adrenals. So emotions are energy emotion. And so because they are energy, they're going to affect how we present physically. Before anything is physical, it's energy. Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife. That time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Woods Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body and spirit for women over 40. Remember, midlife doesn't mean no life. Midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love, your self-care, and your self-worth. It's your time to be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerged. It's your time to vibe. So come on, let's vibe. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. It's wonderful to be here with you today. I'm so excited to be able to share with you some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness for women over 40. And today we have a very special guest. And the reason why I say special is because I always try to find individuals who are doing things maybe differently than what you're used to, but can still add value to your life. And I am talking right now about Dr. Medea Allen. Dr. Medea Allen uh, has a fascinating background. We've got to talk about the fact that she's a soul food chef, but one that uses healthy ingredients. But also, not just that, she also is a Chinese acupuncturist and just recently received her PhD in that particular modality. And today we're going to be talking about some of the differences in terms of, of what is alternative medicine, what is Chinese medicine, and how does this all work when it comes to working together with traditionally trained doctors. One of the things that I find really wonderful about Dr. Medea Allen is that she is affiliated with a traditionally trained doctor, an MD. And as she was telling me right before, it's not that there's like one is better than another, but there's a compliment in terms of how they work together. So Dr. Medea, thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to have you here today. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited for this dialogue. Thank you. I know that you are a teacher. You also are a facilitator on the full spectrum of health. And I know you've been teaching families to create real health insurance. And, and tell me a little bit about what you mean by that when you're saying families creating real health insurance. Yeah, that, that means having the daily healthy habits that ensures that your body, mind, and spirit are working at optimal capacity. So that's eating the right thing, that's getting the right amount of sleep, that's processing emotions, that is making sure that there's harmony from a body, mind, and spirit level. 
That's very interesting because way back in the day, and I can say way back in the day because I'm almost 66 years old, way back in the day, that was not necessarily approached. And especially not when it came from what's going on with you emotionally, what's going on with you spiritually, what's going on in your environmentally with your relationships and things like that. But my understanding is, and I've been doing this for about 16 years, there is some impact. Talk to us a little bit about that. What, how do our emotions impact our overall health? Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you asked because as a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine, we recognize emotions as a cause of disease. They are like real verifiable causes of disease. So for instance, you know, too much anger is going to stagnate your liver chi. You know, too much worry can cause too much damp in the system. You know, too much fear can tax your kidneys. And we kind of see that from like a Western medical perspective in the sense that the adrenals get super fatigued when we overdo, right? So we go into overactivity when there's fear of resources. And so that ends up exhausting your kidneys, your adrenals. So emotions are energy emotion. And so because they are energy they're going to affect how we present physically before anything is physical. It's, it's energy. Wow. That's amazing. Now, right before we came on, we were talking about all the different titles that meet, might be applicable to what you do or some of what you do. We've heard people use the phrase alternative medicine, naturopaths, Chinese medicine, chiropractors. What do all these words mean and how do you view yourself and what it is that you do? Yeah, it, that's a great question because even within the profession of traditional Chinese medicine here in the West, they're still trying to figure out like, well, what do we call ourselves? I have a doctorate of Oriental medicine and where I graduated from, they have now changed that title to doctorate of East Asian medicine and herbal studies. So, you know, <laughs> still you sounds impressive to me. <laughs> I, I come alongside people to facilitate their process of coming into balance. In a nutshell, that's what I do. I facilitate balance. And so within the scope of Chinese medicine, so Chinese medicine is a system of medicine and it includes acupuncture. That's like one facet of the medicine. And that's the insertion of the needle at a particular point along an energetic meridian. So that's acupuncture. Then there's the dietary, you know, approach also that's within the medicine. Based on traditional Chinese medicine theory, there's nutrition therapy that I can use. And before being a doctor of Chinese medicine, for 14 years, I was running a holistic, I am running a holistic health practice where I'm helping people tighten up their diet so that they feel better, right? So we know food is medicine. And Absolutely. then you have the aspect of movement. So Qigong. Qigong is similar to Tai Chi, but not really, but kind of. So Qigong is a way that I support patients where they can regulate their Qi through movement and breath. So Qigong is a part of Chinese medicine as well. And then we have herbal medicine. That's a part of it. You know, taking the Chinese herbal formulations to help drive deeper into the body. Because there's some patients I can see a great change with needles, but then when you have things that are very chronic, you know, like painful periods, you know, endometriosis, you know, some deep mental issues like anxiety, things like that, I, I will put them on herbs 
You know what? That's that's interesting. Let's talk about anxiety because that's something that I know a lot about. Mm -hmm. I suffered from anxiety for many, many years. And part of the cause was anecdotal post-traumatic stress in terms of how I found out about how my mother died. It was total shock. She was in a car accident. She was hit by a fire truck on her way to work. So that was very traumatic. But, you know, I didn't really deal with it because I had just had a baby and I had two other little ones. And so I was busy taking care of them, my father, my younger sister, who was still a minor at the time. And so, you know, I didn't really deal with it. But over time, about 25 years later, I started having the symptoms of anxiety first thing in the morning. Then I found out later when I started doing what I'm doing now, that it was definitely antidotal, part of it was, but there was also something going on in terms of my menopause symptoms and my hormones, because I had, quite frankly, menopausal anxiety. That was probably about 60% of it. The other 40% was antidotal. So when it comes to emotions, there's all kinds of different ways that you can approach it. But the interesting thing about it was the main thing that made the difference, why I had done all my tools, I've done so much work on all of this, and I still had a little bit of something left. And that's when I discovered the whole issue around gut health. So could you talk to us from your perspective about gut health? and how it impacts the overall working of our bodies and also especially when it comes to our emotions. Yeah, so gut health, you know, the gut is now, there's research in seeing the gut as almost like the second brain. You know, there's a large concentration of cells in the gut and there's a direct connection between the gut and the brain, right, through the hormonal axis. So I can just say that, you know, <laughs> The gut is a place where things are transported, you know, trans are transferred to where they need to go, and then we release the waste, right? So when that whole transportation system has been compromised, there's a stagnation, stagnation physically of waste, mm -hmm. and then there's stagnation, of course, mentally and spiritually, energetically. You're not releasing what you no longer need. You know, mm -hmm. from a real basic level, because I grew up a constipated child. <laughs> hmm. I, know, I know what it feels like to not. Ah, you know, I just had a ding, 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 because I have a daughter, my third, my second oldest, who's expecting her third child, the first child after seven years. And she's experiencing constipation. Now, the interesting thing is the constipation she normally hasn't had. She's extremely emotional with this pregnancy. I know a lot of that's hormones and everything else, but right before she got pregnant, she did experience some trauma that I don't feel she really had an opportunity to work through before she and her husband found out they were pregnant. So I'm just wondering if there's a relationship between the constipation and her trauma. Yeah, I mean, if I can just speak from my own experience, you know, growing up, I grew up in a household where, you know, our parents fought a lot and there were sometimes just emotional explosions and I didn't always feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. So just, you know, holding on to the right, that aspect of just clinging <laughs> to everything out of safety. And That's interesting. That's interesting because clinging, clinging to everything would be including the toxic materials within your body because mm -hmm. the opposite of that would be releasing. Right, right. And okay. so there's probably, you know, possibly a fear of releasing because you don't know what's coming next. And so when there is trauma that is affected in our blood. So China, there's a huge arm of Chinese medicine where we look at treating mental, you know, imbalance by 
helping the blood to flow, by invigorating the blood to nourish the blood because there is a shock on our blood. Like the blood is connected to spirit. In Chinese medicine, you know, the blood is where the spirit is housed. And so when there is a shock, you know, to the heart, right, and to the spirit, then that is almost like just a, a scattering of the blood in the chi and it's not allowed to flow properly. So interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I'm so excited. I'll be just studying and diving into this <laughs> for the rest of my life because I see patients who are on various spectrums of like dealing with their trauma and my treatment principle is always to move and nourish the blood to, to, to encourage flow because when there's shock, there's like a seizing up. There's a, you, you, it's a stuckness. Right. And so as we promote that smooth flow of blood, smooth flow of chi, I start to see patients just releasing tears, you know, on the on the treatment tables. Sometimes they can't even verbalize why. But that trauma you know, we, we, we need to like put you in a cloning machine and send you to every state in the union and then clone you when you get to the state and send you to all of our communities because as you're talking i'm seeing i and i've kind of already known this but the way you explain it i, I think others would lay people would definitely understand it in terms of what might be happening is in specifically in our black communities but also for midlife women we have been through so much much. And for those of us who are in the baby boomer section, in particular, the way we were raised, we're just supposed to be everything to everybody. There's no amount of time to like stop and reflect. And we were supposed to be do, do, do. And in my case, in my generation, you climb the corporate ladder, have the children get married, you know, be involved in your community, be involved in the kids' school, all this stuff. And what doesn't happen in terms of our level of involvement is taking care of ourselves. And it presents in all kinds of ways. I know for me, it presented as anxiety. But I am glad to report that once I tackled the gut health issue, I should be so anxious right now, <laughs> but I'm not. Mm. You know, I do use my tools, absolutely. And life experience helps you to realize, you know, if you've gone through something before, then you should be fine again or whatever. But mostly it's the tools. Tell me a little bit about the kinds of things that you teach your patients when it comes to caring for themselves. You know, it, I, I think I, I sound like a broken recorder. Like I always am encouraging my patients to eat a wet, cooked, warm breakfast. Eat a wet, cooked, warm breakfast. Eat a okay, give me an example of that. Give me an example of a, a wet, cooked. Cause I have an idea, but give me an example. Oatmeal, you know? <gasps> Porridge. Every traditional culture has had some example of porridge. So in, you know, and from the Chinese nutrition therapy standpoint, there's rice porridge, it was called kanji, where you just, you know, are cooking. I use brown rice, for example, quick recipe, a cup of brown rice, seven cups of water. I add that to my slow cooker. I turn it on low at night. I wake up, I have this, these grains that are plump and it's a creamy consistency, and you can take kanji and remix it to be sweet or savory, but that fiber, it's full of hydrate, you know, hydration, it's water, that is excellent for the spleen and stomach, because in the morning time, seven to 9 a.m., according to the Chinese, you know, Chinese clock, the seven to nine period is when your stomach chi is highest, right? And the stomach is ready to receive after having fasted, if you have followed like the a good sleeping pattern, you've probably fasted from say 11 p.m. 
to seven in the morning. And then your stomach is ready to receive. Cooked. <laughs> I love that. Wet, warm, and cooked. And you said it was oatmeal, which I was trying to think of wet. Well, you know, I, I do it solid in the morning and warm. You know, but wet, warm, and cooked. I love that idea. Now, let me ask you this. What is your whole thought in terms of intermittent fasting for women in general, and in, in particular, midlife women? What's your opinion on that? Do you think it's impactful? or? Yeah, I think it, it is impactful. And so what I'm seeing... Yeah, there's two parts. First of all, when we are following this regular rhythm of, and then everybody doesn't do it, in bed by 11, getting up at seven, we are fasting because we're asleep, right? So when you wake up and have breakfast, you did just intermittent fast because you slept during the night and you didn't, you know, you didn't eat. And so now you're breaking the fast. So I feel like I don't like people are coming to this, I don't know, epiphany. Oh, intermittent fast. And I'm like, we were already doing that. If you Isn't if that you interesting? Yeah. I find it so inter interesting in the whole this whole thing that we have these trends. And the trends become really popular, you know. I remember once a trim about cabbage soup. Mm. and drinking that for weight loss and that was like when i was a little girl my dad was making my mom make this cabbage soup all the time and i don't i don't remember seeing a big difference and then we went through the whole thing of and not to say these things don't work but they're trends of things and where mm. i've landed when i work with the people that i help is that everybody is different mm -hmm. and it's good to know what's available and what could be impactful but just because it didn't work for you doesn't mean it won't work for someone else and i read that on your site somewhere where you're saying mm -hmm. that everyone is different in mm -hmm. terms of how they react to nutrition to supplements all of that and so yeah. perhaps in some of these things we need to give ourselves grace yeah. And yeah. And also maybe take a look at from a spiritual perspective or even from a muscle testing perspective, what thing feels right to you when you first hear about it? It's like resonates with you like, ah, I want to know more about that. Yeah. Sometimes it's the inner voice that guides you. Absolutely. And so, you know, for a person and it, it's bio individuality. That's that's why I think people need to remember is that what works for you may not work for the next person. And that's why I'm passionate about being a practitioner, because I get to work with individuals to find what works for them. And so for the person who staying up until like three in the morning, snacking all night, a program of intermittent fasting could be excellent because they get back to the natural rhythm of not eating during the night and then you know, eating when you wake up. Unfortunately, what I see is people not nourishing themselves properly, right? Yes. They're not nourishing themselves properly. And so yes. when you have, don't have an appetite, your appetite is a sign of health. Having a healthy appetite means that the stomach is, is ready to receive. And so when you wake up in the morning and you're not hungry, we work as Chinese practitioners to get that appetite going because that shows the stomach is in health. And so you can, you know, lose some weight in, in the beginning and that's awesome, but it's a sustainable practice. Is it something that you want to be doing for five years? So you have to be working with a practitioner, a licensed professional when you want to start intermittent fasting or doing something like that because you don't want to run into deficiencies, right? Right. And right, eating right. properly. So that mm -hmm. I, I'm really big on looking at nutrition and making sure the person doesn't run into a chi deficiency because that's what I see nine times out of 10 in the treatment room. People are chi deficient, which will make their appetite very low. And then you're not eating enough. 
And so it's like, well, how how is your metabolism going to actually work properly? You need to feed it with food to get that, you know, get that movement going. So it, yeah, I think it's awesome. And do it with caution. <laughs> That's what I'll and say. do it with caution. I, I definitely understand that. You know, I always ask all of my guests what their vibe philosophies is, because for me, vibe means to be vibrant. Uh, intuitive, beautiful, and empowered to live a really active midlife. So what's your vibe philosophy? What kinds of things matter to you? Wow. Well, what matters to me is that I am connected to my inner guidance. First and foremost, if I can't hear my spiritual guidance, I'm lost. So in the morning when I wake up, the first thing I do you know, is I just take a breath and I say, thank you. <laughs> you know, another day on the planet is an awesome day. And then I, I do spiritual exercises in the morning. I chant Hugh, which is an ancient name for God. It is the most celestial sound I could ever hear in my life. I chant that. And while I'm chanting, I'm connecting to what it is I'm supposed to do for the day. And then from there, I declare myself a vehicle for the Holy Spirit. That's what I do. Because mm -hmm. I, I know for me, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve because when I serve, I'm doing my purpose. And so I just encourage people to find what their purpose is, but I know my purpose is to serve. And so when I declare myself is that, you know, that that directs the next step. I get up, I twerk a little bit in the mirror, turn on my music, <laughs> make my bed, you know. That's <laughs> mm -hmm. so funny. There are those who adhere to the philosophy that making your bed is a good thing because that's the one good thing for sure you accomplished in that day. You're already starting the day accomplishing something by making the bed. Of course, my husband has not gotten that memo yet, but <laughs> that's a whole other story because <laughs> he's always the last one out of the bed. I'm a very early riser. I, I get up at around 3 a.m. in the morning. That's just my thing. And that's my quiet time. And that really started because I had four kids under the age of 10. So, you know, that was my only time I had for quiet time. It's kind of all these years have carried on. You know, it has been delightful having you here on the Vibe Living Podcast. And I just wanted to ask you one more thing. If there was any one thing that you would advise a woman over 40 that they definitely need to be doing in order to gain a certain amount of wellness, what would that be? Hmm. You know, I think we talked about a lot of things, but it is to love yourself, you know? Mm. Like, and loving yourself looks unique to you. So we, you talked about giving yourself grace, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about eating well, talked about moving the energy and the emotions. Just know that we are worthy of love mm. and go forth. And receive that. I love that because worthy is my word for 2020. What are we? 2023. <laughs> worthy is my word. So I'm so glad we resonate on so many ways. And, and I hope you'll come back and, and visit us again here on the Vibe Living Podcast. It's been wonderful having you here today. Thank you. Look forward to it. Thank you. And, and thank you for all of you just stopping in and listening. I know there's 50 million podcasts out there, literally, that you could be listening to. So I truly do appreciate the time you've had to spend with me. Just remember that we release brand new podcasts every single week. And we have some wonderful people, just like Dr. Medea, who are willing to share some of their wisdom and experience with all of you. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. And everybody, don't forget to vibe. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. 
please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.